You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome to another episode of Honest AF Show with me, Daniela Clark. And me, Barbara Ann Wild. Miss Barbara Ann Wild is pulling double duty today. She's very busy. Her hands are dirty. She's got bleach and God knows what going on there. You really should have been a hairdresser. You're amazing. Yeah, I really do love it. It's like one of those things where it's just... I should have just... Word to the wise, like when anybody asks for life advice, do what's in your heart. You know, like don't let other people influence you. When I was going to do it, I was easily influenced and and talked out of it because a couple of uh, matriarchs in my life were like, yeah, you're losing your focus. You need to go and be a lawyer, be an accountant or whatever. And um, and I do love that, too. You know, but my creative side, I just love doing hair. I I know you do. Barb's here right now doing. She just uh, put bleach on Frankie's hair before the podcast. Podcast. I saw, I don't know if you saw this article, but there was an article about people on their deathbeds oh. and what their biggest regrets were. And it wasn't like, you know, I wish I made more money or I wish I had done this or that. Most people's regrets are not living in their authentic self. Oh, uh, you know, that makes total sense to me mm-hmm. because I think that. I don't really have any regrets in my life. Um, There are things that I would, if I look back, I'd go, well, I would have made that decision sooner. I would, you know, because the one thing that money can't buy or successor is time. You know, we we have a a finite amount of time. So um, that's the one thing that sometimes I'll think, you know, I wish I would have done this sooner. But it's not that, it's not that um, I have many regrets, but I... You know, I wouldn't have stood for a lot of things for as long as I did, I think, with yeah. something that I would think about. You know, yeah, that's regretting. true. I mean, I, I guess I would feel the same way. But I think what happens is a lot of people do what is expected of them. Absolutely. Uh, whether it's societal pressures. Parents. Parents, uh, husbands, boyfriends, wives, yeah. sisters, what, whatever, friends that influence you. And you end up living this inauthentic life because right. you're doing stuff that is expected of you or what other people want you to do. Or you're just trying to please someone and you're not really living within your authentic self. Right. And you're not doing what, you, you know, ultimately your heart really wants to do. Um, that's, that's an interesting that, thing. I love, I love when you see on Instagram or whatever, where they'll have like ma- couples that are married for 40 plus mm-hmm. years or people that have like, you know, they're older and they're like at the end of their life and they'll talk about what was their most magical thing that happened to them and what was the worst or mm-hmm. what their regrets are or if right. they have regrets. And it's almost always, always about something that doesn't involve money or your right. career or it's, it's it seems like it's whatever feeds your heart. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, it always makes me think too, because I think a lot of times, especially as women, we tend to put whatever our needs are 
and desires are on the back burner because the very we, bottom of the list. Yeah. Because we're taking care of, you know, our families, our husbands, you know, the house, all these other things. So you put everything else off and then it, you're not guaranteed any time. No. You're not guaranteed anything. So you never know if... You're not going to have time to do what it is that you wanted to do. Or all of a sudden you're like, you know, one day I want to, you know, whatever, like in your case, be a hairdresser. And then the next thing you know, you've evolved into this whole other lifestyle and time has just kind of passed you by. So I don't know. I thought that that was really interesting to me because I I do struggle with that, you know, living within my authentic self and and doing just what I want to do because I do do a lot of things to please others. So I think that was really interesting. I think a lot of people um, who just see you and don't really know you in particular Mm -hmm. don't realize how you are very domestic and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, nurturing and, you know, you're not this wild person, you know, your, your shell is a little different than who you your authentic self is, you know, right. and I mean, because you're super caring and I was just listening to you a few minutes ago talking to a family member and it's hysterical because everyone comes to you and, you know, even when I had my car accident, it was like, okay, you're giving me a panic attack. You're going and you're having this procedure and you're going to get seen by this doctor. And I was like, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have even followed through on half of it if it weren't for you. you really? Know? So it, it, I think that, I think that you tend to more so than most people. I mean, as a woman, I think it's just by nature for us, but you are very, you thinking of everybody and how to constantly help them. And you want people to advocate for themselves and take care of themselves. And I think that's like a beautiful nature in you, but I could see where what Daniela wants gets put down lower (laughs) on the list, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe my shell looks wilder because that's really (laughs) who I am. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe you're expressing it that way. (laughs) Yeah, that is. And and that is a form of expression, isn't it? Absolutely. It Uh, is. uh, Yeah, it sure is. (laughs) But um, anyways, but switching gears... How cool was that? We got to see each other twice in one week. I know. Thank you for extending the invite for me to go to Bernie Toppin's art exhibit. That was fantastic. Yeah, that was really cool. And it was fun because we, so Barb and I got invited to Bernie Toppin's art exhibit, who, if you don't know who he is, he's Elton John's longtime writing partner and wrote, God, a lot of those hits. It's fascinating um, when you read, you know, Elton John did an autobiography a couple years ago and a big chunk of it that I read the excerpts from he's talking about how they were kind of forced in a room together they were all in the house together at one point and a lot of times and I don't know about if this is the way it is for Gilby but for Zach it is and for a lot of artists that I've read usually a lot of times the music comes first right and then they you know they'll get a melody in their head and then they'll start the lyrics will come after but with Elton in the early relationship with Bernie Talpin um, Bernie would write lyrics and then it would inspire Elton to write these beautiful melodies and to mm. write all the music. It kind of is a difference. The way they wrote was much different than, yeah. than what I know most musicians to do. And Elton said that the lyrics so many times for him 
painted the picture for him mm. that he was able to see the music right and, and and you know because he wrote everything on the piano and he did the music and it was like that's his department but he said like Bernie would come down they were living in a house together yeah because most people will like start with like a riff yes you know yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. and you know it's interesting with guitar oriented rock music because when we first started in the business side Zach's attorney was Don Passman who's written many editions of the very famous book, This Business of Music. He's Bible. I mean, the man is just, if someone could navigate the music industry as a business, it was him. And, you know, he was explaining to me that with rock music, the riff is technically a third because when you copyright music, it's generally words and music. And right. that's how you copyright it. Because yes. I, I run our music publishing company and I copyright all Zach's songs and that's how it usually is. But when it's guitar oriented or rock music, the riff is literally considered a third of the song and like in Black Sabbath Ozzy said Tony Iommi's riffs inspired his melodies mm, so mm-hmm. it, you know that's when it all really came to be right was because of guitar oriented riffs hmm. really interesting yeah very interesting well so what Bernie Topin did I mean why we went to this art exhibit is he interpreted the music that they wrote into art yeah and to art pieces so that was really cool to see that. It was know? fantastic. Yeah. I, I loved it. It was very much in the vein of pop art, which I love. Yeah. And it was funny because the reason why Zach does music, I mean, his two favorite artists are Elton John and Black Sabbath. Right. So that's why you get Zach, who's like a walking civil war within himself. But um, <laughs> he, uh, he just... Elton John's music was everything for him. And so I was texting him while we were there and he's in Europe. So it was like two, three, four in the morning. I don't even know what time it was for him. And I'm like, which, what's your favorite Elton song? And when he finally woke up the next day, we were long gone from Bernie's exhibit. He's like, why? There's too many of them. I couldn't even, why would you ask me that? I'm like, because, and then I sent him pictures of the art that I took pictures of. And he's like, oh, I get it. He's like, I don't know. He goes, I don't know which I, what I, what are his few favorites? Well, this song, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the song for you. Um, yeah. That's a big one for him. Yeah. He loves Levon. He oh, loves yeah. Blue Jean Baby. Does yeah. definitely thought that was a great one, but he was like, that should be Daniela's art. Um, and then, <laughs> uh, and I was like, that's funny because she asked Gilby, take a picture of me in front of that one because it is, you know, and then Crocodile Rock, which yeah, was a Crocodile Rock. Think about yeah. you anytime you see a crocodile. I love that. Daniel, my brother. Is, oh, um, which one beautiful. is that? Uh, I think it's Daniel. Is it, it Daniel? Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, Rocket Man, the lyrics are incredible. Yeah, there's um, so many good songs. Just, it's really hard to choose, huh? It, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was trying to think because Zach over his career has covered a couple of Elton Tunes. Oh, uh-huh. So I was like, which he covered Tiny Dancer. Yeah. Um, trying to think what other ones he did, but he said he couldn't pick one. If he were there with us, he'd be inspired and maybe made a choice because yeah. he would have absolutely loved it. I did love the one piece of art that Bernie had, which was so incredible because it was kind of like history and art combined and music. He took the first pressings of all his vinyl. Yeah, that was really cool. And made this beautiful art collage yeah. of his actual pressings. It was 
unbelievable. Yeah, it was his own personal collection. How cool so it was really cool. That? It was really cool. And I loved running into all the fab ladies that we ran into. We ran into Calico Cooper. Who I know. Is so lovely. I've known her for years, like since she was a young girl, Alice Cooper's daughter. And she's famously performed with Alice. Absolutely. Um, for years. And so, you know, I just, it was so nice to see her. And gosh, we just kept running into all these people. Yeah. <laughs> some we knew, some we didn't, but um, yeah, and it all was kinds really of people cool. that hopefully we're going to have as guests on the podcast. Yes. It was crazy because after we left, because we had all gotten there kind of early and right. after we left, and then uh, Chloe Trio, we missed oh, yeah. her. Chloe was um, there. Jessica Simpson was there. We yeah. missed a whole bunch of people because yeah. we, you know, we left a little bit earlier, but it was a fantastic night. Yeah, it was really fun. And it was at an art gallery in Brentwood. Brentwood. If you want to go check it out, it's called the, oh shit, what was it called? Choice? With Choice the, Collection? Yes. Is that what it was called? I, the Choice Collection uh, or Choice think, Gallery? Yeah. And anyway, it's in Brentwood. <laughs> it was really cool. So we did that. And then yesterday I just got back. I went to go visit, you know, my sister's in town. So my it's sister- so nice to see her. I know. I hadn't seen my sister in a few years, but you know- she is going to be here for quite some time, staying with us for a few weeks. And so we decided to go drive to my mom's house in Palm Springs. Right. And go visit my mom. So me and my sister and Frankie <laughs> went to my brother's house, who's halfway to Palm Springs because he lives in Claremont. And then got my other brother and his girlfriend. And then we all, five of us, no, four of us, drove to my mom's house in Palm Springs and hung out with her and had lunch with her. And um, it was so hot there, Barb. Was it? Oh my God. I was just going to ask you that. It was scorching already. It was 95 degrees there. And it's that heat that, you know, that dry heat? Yes. Do you notice my hair is straight? And <laughs> my hair is never straight, but it's because I was there. I dried my hair wet there. Oh. And so my hair is straight because it was dry here. It's so humid right. that my hair is always curly. But I was wondering if it was, it was so really hot. hot there yet because Joey Castillo and Baxter Castillo are about to have a baby girl any minute. And yeah. I'm going to be godmother again. I got to be godmother to their son, Cave, who I just... Zach and I are over the moon crazy in love with him. But Baxter is going into labor like any second. She's in Joshua Tree. Wow. They're in that area. And Joey doesn't get home until Sunday, which is the 25th. And she saw her midwife yesterday. And they said, you know, come back tonight and we can induce you. And she said to me, what should I do? Because I'm on baby watch. So if she goes into labor before Joey gets home, I have to go to the hospital, which I'm right. super excited about. But I was thinking, oh God, I hope for her that it isn't so hot already. Oh, it's hot. It, uh, it, it was really hot. It was 95 ooh. degrees there. I might have to go rinse your kid's head. Sorry. Oh, sorry, yes. everybody. Frankie just sent me a picture of her very yep. white hair. Frankie <laughs> is uh, going platinum and uh, well, I thought she was beyond white already. <laughs> <laughs> for, uh, for those of you uh, listening, if it's a weird edit, it's uh, <laughs> because we had to take a quick second. Barb had to go check Frankie's hair and make sure it wasn't going too white. Yeah. Um, my God, it's funny. But you know, Barb, you are such a wizard hair color that I get so many compliments on my color. People are I like, who love does it. your color? I love it. I'm like, it's 
barbed wild. <laughs> All you got to do is give me a thing of bleach and a paintbrush and oh I'm my, uh, my own little Van Gogh that I yeah, got going you, on. You really are. I okay, so it. back to the Palm okay. Springs story. Yes. It was really, really hot. We went and had lunch with my mom and everything. And my brother plays bass. My brother's also a musician and we were talking about that at lunch. And then I remembered that Matt Sorum oh, right. just opened up this gorgeous studio called Good Noise. In, in Palm Springs, right? In Palm Springs. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful studio. And so we decided to, I texted Matt and I was like, Matt, I'm in Palm Springs. Can I bring my brother by to show him your studio? And he goes, come by. I'm here with little baby Lou. He's an ace's little baby. Yeah, I just saw the, um, they posted it was her second birthday. It was, it was her second birthday. I can't birthday. believe it's her second birthday. Isn't that crazy? Time goes by so fast. Oh my she gosh. She is so adorable. So we stopped by the studio, went in and just said hi to Matt and the baby really quick. And just, I got in a bunch of squeezes Aww. and kisses on her little fat cheeks. Oh, she is so cute. And she, she is, is like the perfect mix of Matt and Ace. It's so funny. I was just going to say that. It's like she has Ace's haircut and yes. Matt's face. Yes. You know, she it's has just Ace's like, haircut ace's eyes and her lips yeah but her cheeks are all matte yes and she is just the sweetest thing. She's such a good baby. She's so cute. I mean, we dragged her all over Aww. Brazil last year and not yeah. a peep came out of her. I know. She's such a good baby. She's so sweet. And I walked into the studio and she's walking around everywhere. And I said to her, come give me a hug. And she came right over Aww. to me and let me pick her up and hug Sweetheart. her and kiss her. And she didn't even complain. You know, some babies run away from yeah, me because I'm always squeezing. No. But- <laughs> so I was just like, okay, uh, you know, just stand there. And yeah, Sabbath is very get, good about it too. Get it out of your system. <laughs> <laughs> I like to squeeze other people's babies um, and then hand them right back to them mm-hmm. as soon as they start crying. Yeah, I can't uh, wait for, I mean, I don't want to be a grandmother, but I love babies. I can't wait for Oh, I, can't, I literally baby. can't wait. Yeah. I want to be a grandma so bad. I can't wait, but I have a feeling I'll be waiting quite a while. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so that was really fun. And we just like kind of walked around Palm Springs for a little bit and we got to see the baby and Matt. I didn't get to see Ace. She wasn't there, but it was nice. I always forget how many people I know that live in Palm Springs, yeah. you know, or that have second homes there, you know. A lot, ever since COVID, it seems like you and Randy are always in Palm Springs. I know. Well, I, know. I have to be there a lot because of my your mom. Mother, right? Yeah. Right. Now that she lives there. Yeah. Let me tell you something. It is so hot there right now. I was like, the heat was stifling. We were walking down the street to go get ice cream. Yeah. And literally, I felt like I was schlepping my body down the street because it does. It, you it, walk so slow. Yes, because it takes dying. your energy away. It's yeah. amazing. It's funny because my older brother, Kenny, lived in Palm Springs for years and then he moved to Vegas mm-hmm. and now he's remarried and part time in Phoenix and Vegas. He travels between the two. I'm like, Everywhere he's lived is that same climate. Yeah. And I, ju- I can't do it. I can't yeah. do it. I mean, I love all weather. I like when I it love changes, heat, but, but too much heat is too much for me. Like, especially now that I'm older. It's debilitating. It yeah. takes your energy away. Like yeah. for me, it's like it sucks out every last It really bit of, does. Yeah. Yeah. It really, really does. So, and that was that. We got back last night. Yeah. We got back last night around eight o'clock and just got dinner and hung in and, it's just been like a whirlwind. There's been so much going on. And then we had Father's Day. Oh my God. I know Zach wasn't home yeah, for Father's Zach Day. Yeah, Zach was playing Hellfest in France and was in Paris for Father's Day. So lucky well, death. Well, that's nice. Yes. But 
us that weren't living the wild, glamorous <laughs> life. <laughs> We're doing Father's Day here. And Frankie and I decided to just do whatever Gilby likes to do. Yeah. So huh. he had so much fun. He loved it. We didn't tell him. We surprised him the whole day. That's... And we took him to the Gene Autry Museum, the oh, uh, Western Museum. That's awesome. They have Wait the most... Wait a second. You were thinking, you're right near me. No, it was in Burbank. Oh, that one. I thought, yeah, it's in you Burbank. Know, we have a Gene Autry where he lived, his mansion. Oh, it's right okay. near our house. Okay. And they have a, they've turned it into a museum. It's a park and everything. Oh, and how cool. Yeah, it's oh, we'll have to check that out next. It's really fabulous. Yeah, Sorry. So over here in Burbank, well, it's is it Burbank or Las Feliz? I guess yeah. it is. It's because it's right by the That's LA right. Zoo. It's, it's in the, yeah. And Travel Town where they have yep. the old trains in and Las everything. Las Park. Yeah. And so we took him there and he had no idea where we were going. He'd never been and neither had I because Gilby loves old spaghetti westerns, all kinds kinds of Westerns. Sweetest he's, thing ever. He so loves funny. like all that Wild West yeah. stuff. And he's a real like big history buff on American history. He loves reading about all the, the whole Wild West and how all that transpired. So I thought that would be a good day. So we went there and it's so cool. They have so much stuff there. They do. The exhibit is really, really cool. And especially the way they did it. It's almost like you can walk through a day in a life at that time. Oh, that's very so cool. So it was really cool because they have like everything from the church there. Yeah. Um, like their old Bible and old church stuff. And then they have like an old school bell with old school books and a whole like so cool. thing of like how they went to school. They have a barbershop area and then they've got the dentist and the dentist chair. And oh my God, those horrific oh God, dental you tools. Having nightmares. I'm having nightmares with you just talking about it. Yes. Horrific dental tools. And then, and then they also had like a saloon where you could actually walk into the saloon and they have all the poker tables and oh, how cool. roulette wheel. And then this beautiful old bar with all the old bottles and uh, an old like piano where they would sit and play piano. And they had the armory room with, they had Billy the Kid's gun and Wild Earth's wow. gun. They had like the real authentic stuff yeah. from that time. They had old wagons on display. The clothing, oh my God, the clothing. I think it was, was it General Custer? His wife wrote a book about him to keep his legacy alive. And so they had the book on display and then a mannequin with her dress. Oh, wow. And oh my God, the intricate buttons and the fabric and all the bustle skirts. And Amazing. it was just really, really interesting to it's see so the exhibit. It's so cool when you think that someone had the foresight yeah. to save all that stuff. I know. I can't believe all the stuff that they had. I know. It's incredible. They had so much stuff. They even had like one of those like old chuck wagons. Oh, and wow. They, and they said that back in the day, they had a cook on the chuck wagon that would make all the food for everybody. And they would bring enough food supply for 30 days worth of food to wow. feed everybody. And they would make a fruit cobbler in iron skillets. And they used to make sourdough biscuits oh. and baked beans. And that's what they used to make in those wow. uh, chuck wagons. I was like, oh my God, how cool is that? That's incredible. So we spent the day kind of walking around there. It was really nice. I had a great gift store. Oh my God, lots of really fun stuff in the gift store, like all kinds of like Western wear. Like, you know, they had all the old nudie. Uh, I love all the old oh, nudie the, Western wear. Yeah, it's really pretty. And they had like a lot of really cool books and it was just really a nice way to spend the afternoon well, doing so something for, for Father's Day for that's him. Amazing. It was great. Yeah. 
So uh, if you're in the area and you want to check it out, definitely, I would recommend going. It's really cool. And starting June 25th, they have a Wild West exhibit. So we missed that because we'll probably go back for that. It wasn't open yet, but it looked really cool. And then... um, Have you ever gone to the Ronald Reagan Library? Yes. I love the Ronald Reagan exhibit too. Unbelievable. That library is beautiful. Yeah. Really interesting. All the letters that they have, the love letters that they wrote to each other. Just everything in the video footage. Yeah. And they they intersperse it with all the older stuff. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was really, really amazing. And I love... They do exhibits from time to time, different ones. Yes. And they had all of the Vatican artifacts. They they did a whole thing where oh, they, that's they cool. had them at the Ronald Reagan Library a couple years ago. And I meant to take Zach and he just couldn't get a break in his schedule because he would have loved that. But I always keep up on what they're doing because they do some really cool they things ha- there it's too. So, it, it is a fascinating place to yes. visit. Gilby and I took his dad when he was alive and he came to visit us. We took him to the Ronald Reagan Library and he got such a kick out of it because, you know, Air Force One is there. And it's like all big and vintage from like the 80s. 80s. And it's it's funny. It's hilarious to see like the old phones that they used and right. all the old things that were on that the television that were supposed to be state of yeah. the art at that time. Totally. That now are like, you know, so hilarious to look at. But it's so cool because you get to walk onto Air Force right. One and really check it out. And the one thing that I thought was really fascinating was they showed all the gifts the presidential yes. gifts that they re- that yes. Ronald and Nancy Reagan received from other dignitaries and yes. other heads of state. Incredible. And it, that was really cool to see all the stuff they received as gifts. It was really cool because I went once as a chaperone. Hendrix had a school trip there. Mm-hmm. And what they do with the kids is they have an actually replicated to a T situation room. Oh, that's and cool. they split the kids up and they get to have some of the kids get to be like secretary of state at the time, yeah. the president and the desk is set up. And then the other kids that aren't chosen for like the 10 people that were in the situation room, they go to the press room and they <laughs> became the press Yeah, and they have the phone call come in and different things that happened during different presidents time period. Uh-huh. And when we were in there, they replicated the Iranian hostage situation. Situation, oh, yeah. And they got the phone call uh-huh. and each of the kids, they gave them a card and said, okay, so you are this person and this is what you voted. Yeah. And what would you have voted the same? And they let the kids reenact the entire That's really thing. Great. That yeah. And they show video of it actually happening. That's great. And it is astounding. It's yeah. so cool. And it was, it was really just, I'm not even, I don't, history is not my thing, but I loved it. Yeah. And then underneath the library, the museum part is where all the presidential records are actually stored. Stored. Yeah. It's really, really really incredible. Yeah. It it is really interesting. And it's fun sometimes, you know, with California, like being a resident here for so many years, you forget to look at it sometimes through a tourist eyes and see like all the different things that you could see and do here. Yes. Um, So I thought that was really cool. I really loved that. And so after we went to the Western Museum, we went and got ice cream sundae. Yeah. (laughs) Because Gilby loves ice cream. 
And uh, then we took him to dinner. We went to Lowry's. He loves oh, Lowry's. Zach loves Lowry's. He loves it. Yeah. He goes there at least once a year with his two of his buddies. And it's like their dude, their yeah. annual Lowry's dinner. Yeah. Um, I don't eat red meat anymore. So yeah, me neither. Um, I haven't been there with him in a long time, but it's worth going just to have all the other parts of the meal too. You don't even have to eat the prime rib. No, the, the salad, whole, the, the spinning salad is, is the best. Yeah. Oh, I love the vibe. It's very old school. It's very, very like glamorous and old oh, school. It's so I love, much fun. I love the way it looks. Like it's very old fashioned. They've kept it very similar to what it was back in the day. It's been around for about, I think a hundred years. Yeah. Lowry season salt is yeah. that that's them. It's, yeah. you know, and they have it on the table, but it's funny because they have one of my favorite desserts ever there. Trifle? So No, they have a banana cream pie, but the crust is all made out of coconut. Oh. It is out of this world. I'm oh, like, I've never tried that. Uh, it's so good. Oh it's my God. literally one of my favorite desserts. I'll I go. like their trifle, which is like a, an old British dessert. Yeah. It's, it's basically like a cake with lots of cream and berries and not cream, but custard. Custard, cream, berries. It's, it's it's almost like a, what's that cake that I love? A Sweet yeah, Lady Jane's. Yes. Like, I love their trifle I too. Know it's you amazing. Do. <laughs> um, but it's such a cool place to go to because you feel like you're going back in time. It's the definitely whole, old, an event. Yeah. It's a whole thing. It's yeah. an experience. And they have a beautiful bar, beautiful dark wood bar. And so we went and sat there for a while while we waited for our table. Did you have the um, homemade potato chips at the bar? They didn't have them, but usually they oh. have the homemade potato chips and they have the meatballs as well while it's you're blasphemous waiting. That I think it's since the pandemic, they took that away. Oh, you know, oh, so well, that, that was like the best part. I know it was the like, best part oh, of we'll waiting for your table. We'll wait, we'll yeah. wait. Don't worry. No rush. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know it was the best part about waiting for your table, but yeah, they don't have that anymore. But we just sat at the bar. I had a very dirty martini and yeah, Gilby had his Jameson whiskey. And then we went and sat down and had dinner and we just had a really lovely day. It was really nice. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. That's, that yeah. sounds really fabulous. I mean, the kids just kind of, you know, one after another texted Zach and we got chocolates in his room because they were in Belgium. And so we had Talina and Meg that work with Pantera and Talina also works with Black Label Society. They went and got amazing Belgian chocolates and put them in the room from us to Zach. How but lovely. Was, yeah, it wasn't really, nice. you know, I really You and Zach have a chocolate it. relationship. Yes. He, you know, it's so funny. He is so disciplined with his eating, but he loves a lot of junk and especially like when he has his cheat day pizza and burgers are like 
pizza for sure is like way up there on his list, but he has a sweet tooth too. Yeah. And he'll indulge in it and anything with peanut butter. He puts peanut butter on everything. Every little last piece of, you know, you were talking about how like you'll put butter on every little like piece of bread. Yeah. He does that with peanut butter with and peanut chocolate. Butter. <laughs> he puts it on, you know, what would be better with this if I got peanut butter. Like, oh my God. So you know what we're so good at when we got ice cream is I love chocolate peanut butter ice cream. That is my favorite. Really? Mm, Not I love me. it. I, I like chocolate mint. I like Rocky Road and I like chocolate peanut butter ice cream. And I like, I, I also like, I like sherbet. Sometimes I just like vanilla ice cream with hot fudge. That's um, so funny because as much as I love chocolate, my favorite is actually white chocolate which Arlene will say to me is technically not chocolate at all, but I yeah. love it. That's my favorite, but I don't like chocolate cake and I don't like chocolate ice cream and I loathe fudge, chocolate fudge, syrup, hot syrup. Yeah. Zach and my son, Jesse, could eat chocolate ice cream with hot fudge and like chocolate everything. I'm like, <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, I'm fussy too. I don't really like chocolate cake either. I don't care for um, chocolate cake. Yeah, at all. I don't like chocolate cake. I I much rather have vanilla cake or like yeah. you like coconut cake, lemon anything cake. with lemon Fruit. or coconut. Yeah, or I like everything except <laughs> chocolate. Although I do make one mean chocolate cake that I got the recipe from an old friend of mine, and we use a coffee. A mm-hmm. shot of coffee in it, makes and it, it so makes moist. it so moist and so delicious. There's something that it does to it that doesn't. Yes. It doesn't taste like regular chocolate cake. It just tastes so freaking good. It makes it so moist, even yeah. like a shot of espresso. Yeah, exactly. Um, you could use if anybody still has instant coffee. If you take a tablespoon or two of instant coffee and put it in a cake, just delicious. Yeah, it makes it. I so love good. coffee ice cream. Yeah. I love anything that has a coffee flavor or smell. Mm. It's yum. Yeah. And then, uh, what else did we do? Oh, and then we came home and this is for flicks as fuck. Um, oh yeah. We watched, have you seen that movie, the host, but that not the newer movie, the host, no. it, it was made in 2006. Okay. It's, uh, I believe it's an all Korean cast. I did not see it's it. It's in subtitles. It is so good. It is so good. I it's have such to watch a good it. movie. It's kind of like their version of Godzilla. It's a, yeah, it's like there is like a sea creature and- Oh my God, uh, this sounds like a Zach- Oh my God, Zach would love it. It's really good. absolutely would love it. It's all in Korean, but it's subtitled. And Gilby and I watched that. It was so good. I absolutely loved it. That's great. Yeah, that's really a good great. Movie Thank you for, for that Flixus Fuck tidbit. Yeah, because I'm going to I'm gonna have to watch that with Zach. We'll There's another look, movie called- The Host. The Host, but it was made like in 2020 or something. And it's a different cast. It, the one you want to see is an all Korean cast. It's in subtitles and it was made in 2006. Oh, I can't wait. It'll be yeah. fun because really Zach, fun movie. it's an event in my household when anything Godzilla yeah. or King yeah, Kong. Yeah, I think Sabbath would love it. Zach lives for Godzilla and our sons, actually our daughter too, and Zach have this ongoing who would win Godzilla or yeah. King Kong. It's like a big event. I feel like I big, live with King you know, Kong. I live with Crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, our little baby girl Rottweiler is turning into a big creature herself. <laughs> yeah, she, but she's just such a love. Oh yeah, she's she's, she's so cute. I oh. saw a baby Rottweiler, a little puppy at the oh. Beverly Glen Center, and I thought I was going to 
steal this thing. They it was so are cute. The cutest puppies, and they're so fluffy, and they're oh, just so, so great. cute. With the but big she's, paws. Oh, they. She still hasn't grown into her. She like like they flop, flop all over. But, oh my god, I love, <laughs> I love it. So cute. So <laughs> cute. She has not realized, and the little baby pug. Oh, she's not a baby, but the little pug is the alpha female. She rules the house. Even we had painters in the house the last couple of days, and they were left, and they're like that pug man. She's like she rules this house. I'm like she absolutely does. It's hysterical. <laughs> and the Rottweiler, she has no idea that she could swallow her whole. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah, would, like, oh, yeah. I know. It's amazing how the little hysterical. ones can run the big dogs. Yeah. It's wild. But yeah, so anyways, so that's what's happening here. We got Frankie's birthday this week. Yes. Oh my it's gosh. all of our kids' Friday. birthdays coming up one after another. One after another, we're going to take Frankie wants to go to the rainbow. She wants to go to the good old rainbow for pizza. Fun. She wants pizza and drinks. And oh that's, my God, that's that sounds it. like Randy. It's what Randy wants to do every year on her birthday. Let's just yeah. go to the rainbow. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. But that's great. Good for Frankie. Yeah. So we're excited about that. And uh, I will be out of commission for Frankie's birthday because I have trying so desperately to find a week where I could kind of hide from the public. I will share with Honest AFers um, video, but I am seeing Dr. Muradzadeh on Thursday morning to get the Cosmolin peel, which, you know, it's kojic acid and azelaic acid. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. I'll have to ask him. And basically they strip your skin. The the doctor strips your skin of any oils at all, like with an acetone type of a thing. And then they put this mud, literally mud mask on and you leave and you go home, depending on your skin type. Usually I have to leave it on for 10 hours. This will be the third time that I'm doing it. Last time I did it was right before Ray's wedding. And literally for me, it works like nothing else on melasma and it will keep my melasma at bay for years and years and years. And it's just so fantastic. But you basically, when you rinse it off, you are red as a beet. And then as the next couple of days, by day four or five, you start peeling and yeah. you really peel. You don't blister or anything like that. It's not like a CO2 It doesn't laser. hurt or no? It gets stingy, yeah, but it doesn't hurt, but okay. it gets stingy. But as soon as you start to feel that, they give you a vitamin K cream that you use post-procedure right. that is like heaven on earth. It's mm-hmm. like putting ice or water on a fire. Yeah. So it's really great. But you are sensitive for a little bit afterwards and you definitely can't be in the sun. No. So usually summer is not the right time to do it, but... Jesse's getting married at the end of October. And since we've had such cool weather for so long, I'm thinking I should have done it a couple of weeks ago, but it's still not hot, hot yet. Yeah, so I no. think I, I can do well okay. Zach's gone. For Bag of Tricks this week, I'm going to talk about, um, I finally saw Dr. Anna or Dr. Gonche. Yes. She's phenomenal. And she's a dermatologist and she's in Calabasas area. And she does this procedure that, I have been so excited to do. And because of my car accident, I had to have an MRI of my brain. And that morning I had the MRI of my brain. And then I went right from there to her office because <laughs> my neurologist said, you know, I really don't want you putting anything in your skull before we yeah, do an MRI. Yeah, good idea. Good idea. <laughs> They've come up like I have some sort of brain tumor and it's just, you know, filler. But anyway, so um, <laughs> I went to I went to Dr. Anna and she does this thing called the guanche lift. 
loved. And it's so fantastic. I have been totally stalking her Instagram for a while. And her Instagram is a lot of fun. She's crazy like my husband. Uh-huh. Uh, her Instagram is a trip. But I highly I recommend check anyone out. check her out. It's G-U-A-N-C-H-E. And she's fantastic. But she does this procedure where she takes filler and she puts it in your hairline behind your ear and in your temple Okay. And literally is like gives you, gives you a, a little non-surgical face surgical facelift. Yeah. You can do Don't they call that a liquid facelift? It's a guanche lift for her. For okay. Her. I've never known anyone that does this inside the hairline. I saw one doctor did something similar over in the Arab estates, but I Well, I've had doctors do Botox in the hairline. Right. And that's and, supposed to kind of give you a little lift also. And it also is really good for migraines and stuff. And Frankie and I get it in the back of our skull for TMJ, uh-huh. but it's not that. It's actual filler. So basically what she does is she fills up, like she pulls and she fills up the area that you would literally have cut and pulled up and wide if you were to have a facelift and she fills the area and you could get four syringes or so two on each side right two at the top so two four at the, at the top four at the bottom uh, no two and two. Oh, two and four two. or you could do four six or eight i did four so uh-huh. two and two so four right. total one in each um, uh Area, area behind my ears and in here. And I can feel... Is that like one cc or... They were full syringes. I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. So one um, syringe. And she said to me, she's like, you don't want to numb? I'm like, no, it's okay. And she's like, wow, you're a champ. And I will say she is genius with a needle and she actually is your neighbor and she would love to do the podcast. So oh, I'll yeah, have, her we should have her do it. explain more about it when we have her on, but I kid you not, not only can you feel it tightening, but when you look at yourself, she'll do half your face first and let you see, you can literally see. And as the days go by, I did get quite headachey, but I also had a lot of head manipulation that uh-huh. day. I also had an MRI. I've been getting a lot of headaches um, lately. Yeah, but... And actually, she said that as well. Like a lot of people are complaining about allergies, allergies too. Yeah. But I definitely got headachey like 24 hours after. But I'll tell you right now, I really feel like it just gave me that little bit of a, little a lift. Boost, yeah. And you don't bruise yeah. because it's not in your face. Yeah. You don't get that weird pillowy look because it's in your hairline. No one knows it's there but you and her. Yeah. And um, now... Honest AFers know it's in my hairline, but I think it's phenomenal. And I would do it again in a heartbeat. Oh, that's awesome. I actually was excited. She's like, we'll start, you know, with just a little bit and see. I'm well, like, you oh. look great, but you always look great to me. It it made you, I got to say, I got to say this. It's, this always cracks me up. Barb sends me these pictures of herself after she has a procedure and goes, look, doesn't it look amazing? I'm like, I mean, don't show. Yeah, you always look amazing. No. So I don't I'm really always get like, it. this picture is horrific. Don't share it with anybody, but I'll share it with you. Um, yeah. But um, no, I really feel like it makes a difference. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She you, said you look she, amazing, she it, discovered it by ingesting herself. And at first with saline, I think is imagine what she said. Imagine if we could inject ourselves, what we would get up to. Can you just know. imagine? I don't know because, you know, I, <laughs> I, don't, am, know that we, I don't think it would be acceptable I for society. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I could give myself an injection. At one point, 
I know I can't give an injection to anybody else. At one point when Zach first got put on blood thinners, if he was on flights longer than three hours, he had to give himself heparin shots uh-huh. and the doctors were trying to teach me to do it. And I'm like, I, I don't know if I could do it. Uh, I don't yeah. know if I'd have to have you do it for me. I don't know if I have the stomach for it. I'm like, yeah. I'm pretty squeamish. Yeah, I'm a it's good kind, patient, but it's kind of a weird thing to give yourself shots. I, I even like cover my eyes when I see like a doctor doing an injection on TV, like right. or on video. I, I can't, <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. Right. But right. she said she started by injecting herself and she was like, it actually works. Wow. And I was like, I love it. Oh my God. But yeah, if we had access uh-huh. and- yeah, I'd probably have you be injecting me up all the time. Oh my God. Thank God neither of us can do that to each other. No. Because we'd be a mess. I mean, imagine being married to a plastic surgeon. <sighs> so one of my friends was married to a pretty well-known plastic surgeon. And I really hated going to dinner with them and sitting across from him because I felt like the whole time he was, he was analyzing you. Yeah. Looking at my face, thinking what he could do to me Interesting. <laughs> and how he could fix me and tweak me. That's and so, so funny. it used to make me nervous. And then I asked her, I was like, does he, do you make him give you, she's like, oh my God. Yeah. He'll walk up to me and be like, oh, I think it's time for more Botox or wow. whatever. I'm like, oh, because I don't a lot know if I can of doctors that. won't do their wives. Like they won't operate on their wives. Yeah. I was reading this article the other day. Yeah, a lot woman, won't. Yeah, yeah. And she said that she had been asking her husband for years and years and years and to do a mommy makeover on her. And he was like, you look fine to me. You're great. She said, finally, she said to him, I'm going to do it with someone else then. And he's like, okay, I'll do it. And he did the most beautiful job. But she said for like, literally like 15 years, she I was I don't think I would even want my husband to see me that way. You yeah. Know? We don't even let our husband know. No. No, no, I'm not going to yeah. want him to like I do. cut my face open and put it back together. I mean, and what if he makes you wonky? What is that? Then what happens to your marriage? Dr. day one time when I had Zach there, he's like, are we doing anything to you today? I'm like, no. And we never have. Right, Dr. day And he You've was never like, seen oh, me yeah. before like, in your I'm life. Like, Remember wink, that? wink. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> You're uh, not supposed to divulge, yeah. you know, but uh, yeah. anyway. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I always tell Dr. Marazade when I go to see him, like, Gilbert's out of town. Do you have some time for me? <laughs> well, that's what I said to them. Yeah. I texted his assistants uh, the other day and I'm like, listen, I need to have this Cosmo and Peel and I've got till Zach gets home on uh, the 3rd of July. And they're like, we'll get you in Thursday morning, come Thursday morning. Cause you have to wear it for 10 hours. Yeah. So you can't, if you do it really late in the day, you're stuck awake till three in the morning or whatever. So yeah. you have to start yeah. early. Yeah. Oh, so, hell no. Yes. No. Well, okay. Well, I think that yes, we got to go finish Frankie's hair. Yeah, we got to go finish Frankie's hair. Sorry, guys. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that does it for this episode of Honest AF. If you have any products or subjects that you want us to tackle, let us know. Procedures. <laughs> yes, hit us up on our socials. Honest AF Show is our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. HonestAFShow.com is our website. Until next time, y'all take care. Bye, Bye everybody. We obviously need to do a disclaimer here. So we want you to know we are not doctors or experts by any stretch of the imagination. We are just a couple of gals that are looking for magical products, procedures, and experiences. And in our quest, we will share our honest as fuck opinions with you. So please make sure before you try anything we talk about that you know your own restrictions and do so at your own risk. Do not blame us for any of your issues. We're just experimenting too.